great big well, spiritual in, balls. Right. To do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> we can bleep that out if you want to. Hey, welcome to Midweek here at Press Church. Hope you're doing well. Before we dig in, make sure to hit that bell, the thumbs up, the notification stuff uh, to be up to date on everything that we are doing here at Press Church. Yes. Uh, all right, so we just celebrated July 4th. Or, yes. Or maybe you didn't, I guess. Define you, celebrate. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, I still have all my fingers. So let's let's talk about freedom, guys. Let's talk about America. freedom. <laughs> How do you define freedom? What, what would if, if I was to ask you like your definition of freedom? What do you feel freedom is? The ability to do whatever I want. Okay. Hmm. Wow. I'll, I'll start the conversation there. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I I think freedom. I, I think I just threw him. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I. I I wouldn't agree that it's the freedom to do whatever you want or the, the ability. ability to do whatever you want. I think uh, I think freedom is more of a state of mind than it is a reality. Um, hmm. well, that sounds well very, I don't care what state of mind you're in. Very, if I've got you in handcuffs, you're not free. Y- yeah. Um, so... This is going to get like this is <laughs> barely a minute really quick. We are barely a minute <laughs> in, a and minute I've already got <laughs> CR in handcuffs. <laughs> You've got him in handcuffs. We're about to go into right, right. this like philosophical, existential kind of like. That's the weird like, part. Right. right. <laughs> um, I would say that in the physical reality, you may not be free, but in your mental state, you could be more free than a person who doesn't have handcuffs on. So you're a Scientologist. <laughs> How does that get to Scientology? Well, that whole, you know, my previous life and all this reality and ultimate whatever, and my mind is really what matters, and I'm free. What I don't that's, previous I, life. I just told you everything I know about Scientology. <laughs> all right, well, so before we get too deep, all right. So, so would you consider yourself free? I feel like free always has to have a preposition afterward from. Mm. Like, do you? Okay. Am I free from? And then fill yeah. in the blank. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking, you know, you know, July Fourth here. Well, well I know f- that I'm an American, are, or at least I know I'm free. But free do you from know that you're what? Free, <laughs> free right. from oppression. Well, not every American is. Right. You, you know, I mean, but but we are free from the tyranny of a king. Mm-hmm. You know, who dictates mm-hmm. everything. We are free. So there, there are freedoms that we have. Um, But I do think because, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is we celebrate freedom. But we also just a few weeks ago celebrated Juneteenth. Yeah. You know, which now is a national holiday. And, you know, the idea of that was it it actually took two years Mm -hmm. for the Emancipation Proclamation to to take take effect effect out out into the and and even then it it was your your freedom. it, It wasn't a complete freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah, it's, it's got uh, some and so additions to right, the- <laughs> and 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 we've spent you know what it's almost what 150 years, you know, since then still working that out yeah, and still haven't through, got it completely yeah, worked how, out. Yeah, how, yeah, um, exactly. Okay, this is I will say 
this is the challenge of a subject like this because it's prompted by we're ce- we've yeah. celebrated freedom uh, on July fourth, and that is more of a political uh, structure, a governmental right. structure right. based yes. freedom concept, right? Yes. And the Christian life, which is what we're talking about, right. I mean, oh. <laughs> right? I mean, that's why yes. we do these, yes. right? Because we're talking about a biblical perspective on what it means to follow Christ is very, very different from a government or political concept of freedom. Yes, I agree. And and the yeah. problem is, is that gets conflated. Yes. And this is why you get people on both sides of the political spectrum uh, far left liberalism and far right conservatism uh, that espouse biblical principles, supposedly, mm-hmm. that that use those for their political agenda. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is not biblical at all. I'm going to say at all. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. We no, just, we just like, got canceled. Right, right. We needed to get the picture of the meme of CR at that at that table with the ch- change my mind. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, y- using the Bible as the as the uh, as a form to build a power structure. Yeah. Uh, either way, and both sides would say that that's not what they're trying to do, but it, but essentially that's what it is. It right. is it's mm-hmm. about power, right? Yes, yeah. and, uh, and that, when there's power, then there is actually restriction of freedom. Yes, mm-hmm. right. People have the power have freedom, but yeah, that means there are people who don't. Yes, but they're also bound to. They're they're not free because if based on our political system, if you makes too many people mad you don't get voted in and now you've lost your power so you're not right. you're you are somewhat bound to those people's opinions and right right unless you change the game <laughs> i'm not interested in the political discussion i yeah. feel like yeah. uh politics for me not that i'm uninterested in the uh like a philosophical discussion around political structures or anything like that i enjoy that kind of thing like some people might enjoy watching a football game, but it has nothing. What's in my opinion has nothing to do with the core of the Christian walk. I would other yeah, than you if you're a Christian, how you live out yeah, your how, life, how you're engaging that within structure. those structures. Yeah. it should be reflective yeah. of you know, yeah. your belief in Christ. But yeah, I agree. Uh, that should inform our yeah. right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know if uh, my emphasis on that is clear (laughs) (laughs) i I, yeah we would definitely agree on that Uh, it's uh i think this is the challenge of of the time and day that we're in where everything is so politically charged Mm -hmm. that something as important as faith in christ gets swallowed up in earthly structures, man-made governmental structures, right, yeah. as if those systems will ever be enough, hmm. right? And they're they're just simply not, right? Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> that solves that. Guess we're not free, guess, is what guess, I heard. No. We're <laughs> dig no, into this freedom yeah, thing more. Yeah, and so that's a that's a. Uh, I want to say a false dichotomy of this freedom thing. Yeah. I saw somebody post something. Um, who is supposedly a Christian, and it was 
<laughs> I don't, so, that was such a judgmental. <laughs> supposedly, I mean, they they espouse no, I know, I just like belief in it Christ. Just, it sounded like something that you yourself wouldn't be like. Oh, so and so supposedly says they're a Christian. And well, you need air quotes when you say <laughs> that. Well, when I read you, if you're listening on podcast, yeah, there's when I quotes. read you this quote, you'll see where yeah, I'm coming okay. from. So they're presenting a third option here, and they okay. and they say. Either you're uh, you're either a slave to Christ or a slave to sin, okay. right? Okay. But their third way proposal is, or I could just be free. Hmm. Well, and they're quoting scripture at the beginning of that, right? You know, Romans six sixteen. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Um, they they only did the second half of the verse. Right. The first half of the verse sets up the dichotomy saying, you are a slave of whatever you obey. Mm-hmm. And so to just be free means to what? Not obey anything? I, I mean, and that's right. the thing is you... I some, would say it means to obey your heart. You will be obeying something. Yeah. It's this yeah. that is a blatant you, you, lie. You put yourself yeah. in a God space. You are right. now God. And that right. never worked out well in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's this belief that your heart is not evil. Right. You know? Yeah. Yes. That's the foundational flaw. Yes. In in that logic. Right. It, it's to say that if I you know, if I if I obey myself, I will be okay. Right. And I mean, I know myself, and I would be screwed mm-hmm. if I followed everything I just wanted. Right. There right. has to be an outside force that helps me understand what is best. Mm-hmm. And I have chosen, as the verse you know puts it, you you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey. I have chosen to say, God, I'm going to follow your ways. Mm-hmm. Well, and I may not always get it right. Well, and know. based on verse 2, even before that in, in verse 15, talking about you know God's grace has set us free from the law. That, uh, but And his question is like, but does that mean we can just go on sinning? Right, right. Of course not. And But what I love, I do like the end of verse 16. It says, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. It's There is a natural consequence to our actions. And so even in that, it's like you can choose to be a slave to sin, which is going to lead to certain outcomes, which is going to lead to certain natural progressions, uh, or you can obey God mm-hmm. but and again, lead yourself to a righteous but you know, and, and that's where it probably if I'm going to play the devil's advocate, you know, and, and what this person would push back in, well, why does God get to decide what righteous living is? Right. Which is ultimately saying who hmm. died made him God. Well, he is God, so right. that's a hard one to. That, but yeah, right. You, you get it. Yeah. And I think you're properly playing devil's advocate. I feel like, uh, I mean, we don't have anybody here right. that that espouses that position, so it's right. hard to steel man that position. Right. But right. I think that's a fair assessment. Right. My analysis on people who don't uh, view scripture uh, as authority and, or authoritative mm-hmm. and don't. Uh, want to um, submit hmm. to uh, to God wants to, they essentially want to submit to their own heart they do not buy that their heart is evil they mm-hmm. do not buy this fallenness of man and essentially they don't buy the power of God because they don't think they need mercy hmm. 
they you know and right. so therefore they discredit right this uh all-powerful god who is right and righteous and the only thing that defines what right and righteousness is right so i mean the third way of the person that you quoted is basically to say i'm choosing to be free by saying god isn't real well they're, they're trying to say that god is real this particular person okay. at least from what i've read of their other stuff uh is trying to say that god is real okay but wants to discredit i don't know where they get their concept of god they they were right. they call themselves a former evangelical or an ex evangelical i think yeah. is the popular thing to say evangelical uh and there to me that position i you know it sounds insulting to say that it's there's seems to be a lot of ignorance around it i just don't i don't understand it i mm-hmm. i would almost i would love for someone to uh engage me on that because i can i can have an engagement with an atheist right. because that position there's uh, there's logic in it there's logic in it right but this approach is just illogical it it right. holds no water yeah so yeah well i mean most of the people who are moving away from evangelical as a label mm-hmm. are are doing it really and truly more because of the actions of people who have labeled themselves evangelical. Right. And, and, and so they don't want to be associated with those activities, those actions, those attitudes, those mindset, you know. Right. And, and while they still may agree on some of the primal definitions of what makes someone an evangelical, right? You know, they may mm-hmm. believe some of those things. They're basically saying, but I don't want that label. Right. Because of what comes with it. Right. And and I I understand that side. That of it. I would understand, but I don't think they're speaking from that level of logic. And I but my experience has been right. And I'll, I'll yeah. I, some of the people that I've talked to who are and you know it, it kind of starts with the whole deconstruction thing, right? Right? You know, oh, I'm deconstructing my faith. That's great. I mean, you know, it needs to be yours. If you were brought up in a Christian home, right. went to a Christian school, went to a Christian college, yeah, there's a point at which you got to tear it down so it can actually be yours. Mm-hmm. But the point of deconstructing is not to tear it down. It's to pull it apart so you can put it back together. Mm-hmm. And and so you, you've got to have this, um, this goal of actually moving toward faith mm-hmm. in the process. And a lot of, a lot of the people that you're describing – are tearing everything down and saying there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. And for them, maybe there isn't because their faith was built on outward appearances. It was built on what I did. You know, it was built on so many things that really right. aren't worth building on. Right. That when they deconstructed it, there's nothing left. Right. I mean, okay, so I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but I, I think you present a really interesting picture when you talk about these people dismantling their faith and what they're dismantling, right? You're, you're talking about they're dismantling a faith that was built on false, non-biblical right. concepts, right? Of, of appearances, right? The appearance of holiness without actually being holy, right? right? And so you take Let's say there's a brick like that. Okay, there's a brick that's misle- that's uh, false scripture uh, interpretation, right. bad hermeneutics. Yes, mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, it, there's uh, a brick that is uh, um, you know false theological concepts about uh, our, our brokenness or the mm-hmm. fallen nature of man. And so they're taking these these bricks and they're going over here and they're rebuilding with the same dang bricks. Mm. 
you know, yeah, it's like the the problem is, is it was all they had the wrong stuff to begin with and they haven't gotten to the right stuff. Because I will tell you, from my vantage point, what I've seen with this so-called reconstruction or deconstruction mm -hmm. and then inevitably it leads to something because they're right. they believe in something uh, is that it, it ends up being the exact same thing just built on something else. So. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, if it's, you know, now it's all going to be about social justice or it's all going to be about, it could even go the other direction with a more uh, conservative approach, right? It's going right. to be on this, uh, you know, I grew up in a more, let's say, a, a liberal-based right. uh, church environment, and now I want to, and now I believe it's God, flag, and country and all that kind of stuff. They're, they reconstruct that same thing over here on a sense of security that's built around presenting and, and, uh, and guarding a way of life that is not really biblically based. It's actually on uh, false appearances, still bad theology, right. still, you know, still a, 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 not a correct recognition of the fallenness of man, the sense that a political structure, whether left or right, can be a, a saving thing. Right. You know. Well, and I think that's a key thing is, is when you have more faith in a political structure than in God, mm -hmm. you know, then or you have more faith that a political structure will get done what you think God wants to get done, you're, you're going to be let down. Right. At some point. Yeah, I don't care right or left. It, you're going to be let down. Yeah, and that's the. I mean, it gets into a very. Um, you can easily get into like a lackadaisical space of feeling like you're doing something, but actually not. Or you you trick yourself into thinking you're doing something, but it's actually very lackadaisical because you're expecting somebody else to get done what you want. To or get done. I mean, Ben, I know people are working very hard to get stuff done. And they're spinning their wheels mm -hmm. because the motivation yeah. and the you know the the real power behind it is not Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. The power behind it is I want to feel good because I did something, or I feel so bad that these people fill in the blank of who that is were oppressed or hurt or whatever, and so I want to I'm going to make myself feel better by trying to help them. Right. Well, that's fine and okay, but there's no depth to that. And, and it really goes back to the verse, Romans 6, 16. Don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? Mm. So the question is, what are you choosing to That's obey? like a mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a mic. Uh, because that's the thing. If I'm, if I'm creating a system, mm -hmm. whether it's social justice without any you know, spirituality behind it, mm -hmm. uh, it, or if it's fundamentalism, on a legalistic side of the faith, mm -hmm. you know, of conservatism on that end, either way, I'm choosing to obey a system rather than God. Yeah. Right. And the question is, can we, can we create space within our own lives and within a church, you know, that says, Hey, let, let's actually examine what we're choosing to obey mm -hmm. and why, and be honest and vulnerable enough to say, gosh, I'm choosing to obey things that lead me toward political freedom rather than freedom in Christ. Mm. That would be... Acknowledging that, that takes a lot of uh, bravery and working through. Yeah. Great, big, <laughs> well, spiritual you, balls you right. to do that. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> we can bleep that out if we need to. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. It, it is true. When By this you, time in the podcast, no one's listening anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're going against or even the uh, the visual of you going against something that maybe you grew up with or people mm-hmm. who you know think a certain way, you're going to get backlash. And it does take, let me see how you said, bravery or whatever. It does, it does require you to uh, face some opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, because a, a lot of us, we we find comfort in knowing that other people are doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you start doing something that's different than what other people are doing, you're already putting yourself in a, in a vulnerable space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of us, it is easier. That's why we get louder. Like, right. yes, do the things I'm doing. Say the things I'm saying. Right. Because then I feel more confident that what I'm saying is right. And it's yeah. just, you know, just cycle of that. Um, and to go against that, is tough um, and it is scary and I, th- I think the church has done a uh, not the greatest job of of letting the Holy Spirit actually work in the hearts of people and instead we've tried to just build these nice boxes for us to to live we in. We focused on behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Right. So because if people are behaving a certain way then we know that they're Christian. Which now you're... The logic we've so, so now you're you're a slave to the, the system. Exactly. You're a slave to your moral, whatever the moral compass you were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, so your original question is, am I free? Mm-hmm. No. No. Right. I mean, even even as an American, right. you know, as... as Freedom a, is an illusion. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I was kind of getting at when you were talking about being handcuffed. Yeah. Uh, freedom is, is an illusion. This is why I love the movie The Matrix. Mm. <laughs> right, I feel like the, the so Matrix is that are, that such work. a good. Uh, it like has a, a deep theology behind it, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, you know, you can be free in a false world, like right? right. You can feel free, and that was the concept of the Matrix right. in in a world where you're actually unable to even move your body, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but you can be truly free. But it isn't going to feel as good, right? Right, right. There's pain, there's suffering, there's, you know. Yeah. There's struggle. Yeah. uh, And and all that, yeah. Yeah, and that's the beauty of, you know, living a life of freedom in Christ is it's going to have pain. And we try to get away from pain. Oh, yeah. But yet pain is part of the freedom. It's part of the beauty of the freedom. I would like freedom from pain. Yeah, and I think that's our sinful inclination. Yes, it is. Right? It is. Uh, I mean, we could go deeper down that hole, and it, it start. I, I understand maybe we'd be losing some people if we get into some very abstract— You're assuming we have people. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Abstract concepts on, you know, existence, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but that's what it's about. Yeah. So what's our what's our takeaway? <clears throat> what is the, What can we encourage— if if you lasted this to this point, if you lasted all this point, yeah, or if you yeah. fast well, forwarded to this point, it, and, you, you um, you're a slave to whatever you choose to obey. Yes, yeah, you are not. There's no such thing as ultimate absolute freedom. That's correct. And when you try when when you try to present the uh, scripture as a false dichotomy of serving evil or serving God, and then you say, well, no. Uh, I just want to be free from it all. Well, 
you're you're still a slave yeah. right. to your own heart, mm-hmm. which is evil. And and even you know Galatians, Paul says, Paul wrote Romans, but he also wrote Galatians. You know he says it is for freedom that you have that Christ died for us that you have been set free. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is you've been freed from one shackle set of shackles. You know yeah, mm-hmm. and now you are free to be who God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. Right. But that means you're still aligning yourself. Yeah, you and are submitting. You're in to, submission to God. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, and and so yeah, there there is freedom, but it's not. I'm free to do anything I want, mm-hmm. which is the way I define. Well, it. and right. I, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, as soon as you think you're free to do something, you know, you you start doing something, and then that thing that you're free to do ends up being in control of you and now mm-hmm. you're no longer free you're bound by that alcohol or you are bound by mm-hmm. you name it you know what, whatever a, the advice that yeah. you think you're free to do has now become your master and you just it, it owns you ruined me because i like i like alcohol <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're, you, you anything can become a master that that is true yes even even doing good works oh yeah yeah you know. Yep. Right. So, there you go. Something to ponder. This week that we celebrate freedom. <laughs> I'm free to shoot and, off and fireworks, and this is a whole another conversation. But then that really gets into the idea of liberty. Mm. What's the difference between freedom and liberty? But that'll have to wait for another podcast. Oh wow! You just All opened right. up a can, Jason. All right. <laughs> Up the You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. I hope that you guys uh, got something out of this. And uh, we will be back here again next Wednesday for another midweek. Have a good week.